What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Wednesday, July 28th. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, the sustainably made podcast produced from recycled cardboard beds from the Tokyo Olympics. Yes, basically you pour water on the beds to turn them into a pulp, then you <laughs> save the beds as an MP3. Yeah, and somewhere in that process, the squishy, wet cardboard becomes our voices. Yeah, science is amazing. <laughs> On today's show, we share what stood out to us from the first hearing of the House panel into the January 6th insurrection. Plus, Simone Biles and other Olympians take a stand for their mental health. That's right. But first, another important update on the pandemic in the U.S. The CDC said yesterday that fully vaccinated people should wear masks in indoor public settings in counties where the transmission rate is either, quote, substantial or, quote, high. Hmm. So as for where those counties are, well, if you live in the United States, then you are most likely in one of them. Yeah, from sea to shining sea. There is a lot. And we'll link to the map uh, of that CDC data so you can see for yourself. Additionally, the CDC updated its recommendations for schools to reopen in the fall. It actually now suggested universal masking regardless of vaccination status. That, too, is going to be left up to localities as per usual. Hmm. So, you know, this guidance is a reversal from what it said for vaccinated folks back in May. Why, Gideon? Why? Mm-hmm. What? What's changed? What's changed? Mm. What's different now? Well, we are in some shit, aren't we? Uh, yeah. Mostly mm-hmm. some new information and data that officials shared about the Delta variant. So I was on this CDC briefing call yesterday, and Dr. Rochelle Walensky said this, which really, really jumped out at me. Information on the Delta variant from several states and other countries indicates that in rare occasions, some vaccinated people infected with the Delta variant after vaccination may be contagious and spread the virus to others. This new science is worrisome and unfortunately warrants an update to our recommendations. So to reiterate there, what Walensky is saying about Delta that makes it distinct from other strains that we have seen so far is this. There is evidence that a vaccinated person could, in fact, transmit it to others. That's because in some of these cases, vaccinated individuals may be carrying as much virus in them when they get infected with Delta as unvaccinated people. So that is a pretty big update to our previous understanding of how this all works. Mm -hmm. But still, Walensky said the majority of transmission is happening among unvaccinated people and that a vaccine can still protect a vaccinated person from severe health outcomes. Yeah. And last thing, we talked yesterday about vaccine mandates for the VA's healthcare workers, places like New York City and more. Tomorrow, one more could be underway. That is correct. There are reports that on Thursday, President Biden will announce that federal employees and contractors are going to be required to be vaccinated or have to take regular tests. And all of this kind of speaks to a theme that public health officials have been desperate to convey recently. Mm. There are still too many unvaccinated people in the country, particularly given how bad Delta is. 
And Walensky even said yesterday that the more the coronavirus is able to mutate, the more that there's a possibility down the road that a variant ends up evading vaccines. Thankfully, Mm -hmm. we are not there, but let's not get there. We'll link to the updated CDC guidance and their map of counties by transmission in the show notes. In other news, there was the first hearing from a special House committee on the January 6th insurrection. So, Akila, take us through how this all went. So the January 6th commission got underway yesterday with bipartisan explanations of why it's important to get the full picture of the violence and negligence that occurred that day, and also harrowing testimony from four Capitol Police officers. So we are going to share with you some of the highlights. Congresswoman Liz Cheney from Wyoming has been getting shit from Republicans for months for defending the country over her party, and she had a powerful statement regarding the need for Americans to really bear witness to what happened. Here's a clip. The American people deserve the full and open testimony of every person with knowledge of the planning and preparation for January 6th. We must know what happened here at the Capitol. We must also know what happened every minute of that day in the White House. Every phone call, every conversation, every meeting, leading up to, during, and after the attack. Honorable men and women have an obligation to step forward. If those responsible are not held accountable, and if Congress does not act responsibly, this will remain a cancer on our constitutional republic, undermining the peaceful transfer of power at the heart of our democratic system. We will face the threat of more violence in the months to come, and another January 6th every four years. Yeah, so those are the stakes. We can either hold people accountable for their actions and preserve our fragile democracy, or we can expect more violence. Yeah, unfortunately, that seems to be it. So that set the tone for the commission hearings. And yesterday, we also heard from officers who actually survived the attack on the Capitol building in Congress. Can you give us some of those highlights? Yeah, so, I mean, none of it's good, so highlights is a hard word, but there were plenty of moments that stood out. Uh, One such moment came from U.S. Capitol Sergeant Aquilino Gunnell uh, giving emotional testimony about how dire things got when the mob broke in and started shouting. I, too, was being crushed by the rioters. I could feel myself losing oxygen and recall thinking to myself, this is how I'm going to die, defending this entrance. And then he said this. I later find out that my wife and relatives were here in the U.S. and abroad, were frantically calling and texting me from 2 p.m. onward because they were watching the turmoil on television. Ooh, that is awful. Yeah, it's just horrific. And another major moment that stuck out to me was Officer Michael Fanone, who was subjected to unspeakable violence from the mob. I was grabbed, beaten, tased, all while being called a traitor to my country. I was at risk of being stripped of and killed with my own firearm as I heard chants of kill him with his own gun. Yeah, and his testimony continues from there and is incredibly graphic. He recalled being stripped of his ammunition, his badge, and having to appeal to the humanity of the mob by yelling that he has kids and hoping that that would be enough for them to spare him. But what's worse is now he feels abandoned by the people he was protecting that day. What makes the struggle harder and more painful is to know so many of my fellow citizens, including so many of the people I put my life at risk to defend, are downplaying or outright denying what happened. I feel like I went to hell and back to protect them and the people in this room. But too many are now telling me that hell doesn't exist or that hell actually wasn't that bad. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful. 
Yeah, wow. And as horrendous as this all was, there was another bit of information about the mob that was revealed yesterday as well. Yeah, so revealed or confirmed, either way you want to put it. Mm -hmm. uh, Officer Harry Dunn spoke about how the Trump supporters who enacted this attack hurled racial slurs at him. And I just want you to know that this is really hard to listen to, but it's important because it's real and it happened. And regardless of free speech, it's deeply disturbing and racist and damning that anyone at their job be spoken to like that by anyone. But to be spoken to by people who are threatening your life and trying to overthrow the government, it's just all really unhinged. I told them to just leave the Capitol, and in response, they yelled, no, man, this is our house. President Trump invited us here. We're here to stop the steal. Joe Biden is not the president. Nobody voted for Joe Biden. I'm a law enforcement officer, and I do my best to keep politics out of my job. But in this circumstance, I responded, well, I voted for Joe Biden. Does my vote not count? Am I nobody? That prompted a torrent of racial epithets. One woman in a pink MAGA shirt yelled, you hear that, guys? This nigger voted for Joe Biden. Then the crowd, perhaps around 20 people, joined in screaming, boo, fucking nigger. No one had ever, ever called me a nigger while wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer. In the days following the attempted insurrection, other black officers shared with me their own stories of racial abuse on January 6th. One officer told me he had never, and in his, his entire 40 years of life, been called a nigger to his face. And that streak ended on January 6th. Yeah, it's really rough. Yeah, wow, wow. Um, so what is next then for this actual commission's work? So the panel chair, Representative Benny G. Thompson, said that the hearing, quote, set the right tone for the work of this committee and said that the panel would likely hold its next hearing before the end of Congress's August recess. So we're going to keep you up to speed on the details that are revealed as the investigation continues. But that's the latest for now. It's Wednesday, Watt Squad, and today we're doing something extra special. Those of you keeping track know this is our second-to-last episode with Akila as our co-host. How the hell did this happen? Obviously, there's a lot that we still want to say. But for now, Akila, if you don't mind, I'd like to take care of one last little formality here. Okay, I do not know what this is going to be, so I, uh, yeah, is it like an exit interview? <laughs> yes, um, yeah, we will be asking you what your experience was like and having you rate it on a scale of one to ten uh, over the course of various different factors. Uh, oh, great, okay, so Akila, as you know, I am pretty confrontation averse, uh, to say the least. If I'm served the wrong meal at a restaurant, I'll just eat it, and I'll lick my lips and rub my belly the whole time in a very showy manner. In contrast... One of your great strengths, besides, I don't know, news, comedy, persistence in dog adoption, is that you don't <laughs> fear confrontation. True. You could even say it's one of the places where you draw your power. 
You <laughs> That's also Super true. seance style, yeah. Mm-hmm. You are the person everyone wishes they had in their friend group, so when you all go to the movies and someone's sitting in your assigned seats, there is not going to be a second of hesitation before the situation is properly resolved, and you're not just sitting in your correct seats, but also reclining and laughing and having the time of your life. Uh, all right, I can vouch that happens. I, <laughs> I am the person who was voted to uh, address the issue when there in, any issue arises. So yeah, I, I hear that. Exactly right. People are getting booted and they're remembering it. I'm worried though <laughs> that as I continue to host the show without you, people may think they can start messing with me and the rest of the Wad Squad. So if you're willing, <laughs> I'd like to ask this brief statement be read, letting people know that that is quantifiably not true. Okay, it is the first time I'm reading this, so happy to oblige. I, Akila Hughes want to let the world know that even after they stop hearing me every day on What A Day, if they mess with Gideon or anyone else (laughs) on the Wad Squad, they will hear from me a lot and it won't be fun. That's right. My responses to Wad Slander will include but are not limited to tweets with perfectly chosen, brutally accurate gifts, subtweets that only barely qualify as sub, Mm -hmm. and of course, normal person-to-person conflict resolution. That's right. Just because I'm not around doesn't mean I won't be paying attention to how people are treating Gideon and the Wad Squad, and if need be, I will be back on the mic making things right as soon as I can find someone to watch my dog, who everyone seems to be obsessed with, but no one has even one half hour to dog sit. <laughs> of course, I will expect Gideon to do the same for me. Mm-hmm. If anyone comes at me, he will send up 10 strongly worded texts, mm-hmm. stand outside the haters' homes and frown, or do person-to-person conflict resolution, but with a pained expression and tone of voice that says, I want this to be over so badly. That's right. Yeah, wow. Uh, ultimately, <laughs> in my post-WAD life, I will continue to show Gideon and the WAD squad that if you live by your values, you shouldn't be afraid to stand up for yourself. In this way, I'll be leading by example or teaching Gideon to fish instead of giving him fish <laughs> only. By fishing here, I mean letting people know how bad they fucked up. That is my solemn pledge. Signed, Akila Hughes. Woo! Okay. Thank you, seriously, for reading that. Uh, it means so, so much to me. And just to be clear, to any of my haters or the grown-up versions of kids who dunked on me in the pool when I was 10, I'd encourage you to maybe listen to that section two or three more times before moving on with the rest of the show. Yeah, you really don't want to be on the other side of one of my gifts. It is devastating every time. I am trembling even thinking about it. Um, but yeah, no one that is here will be messed with. We have each other's backs. That's the truth. That's right. No one mess with the squad. And we'll be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, Books promo code WAD. What a day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, 
and so much more. Plus, fast-growing trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. It's my last week as host, and the Wad Squad will not be the same. That's a given, but it's going to be a lot bigger. So we wanted to introduce you to one of the people who'll step in to co-host with Gideon starting next week, Crooked's own Priyanka Arabindi. So she started the Wad newsletter with Brian Boitler, and now she's here on the show. Hello, Priyanka. It's so good to see you. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. This is very exciting. Yeah, hell yeah. I know. This is great. I'm so glad to have you here. Well, are you ready to do some headlines? Yes, let's do it. All right. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Huntington Beach restaurant officially came out as pro-COVID by posting a sign asking patrons to provide proof of being unvaccinated to enter. Mm -hmm. The Italian eatery Basilico's Pasta e Vino has railed against public health measures throughout the pandemic, at one point putting up a billboard that read, quote, leave the mask, take the cannoli is not the line. This (laughs) anti-science, pro-pastry attitude might appeal to a handful of Orange County conservatives who like their aerosols raw and unfiltered, (laughs) but it has resulted in over $125,000 in fines for Basilico's from California's Division of Occupational Health and Safety, or Cal-OSHA, for violations like failing to establish a COVID-19 prevention program. Mm. An employee told the LA Times that patrons wouldn't actually have to prove they're unvaccinated, probably because that would require blood tests from a nurse or a doctor who will not get within 10 miles of this place. Yeah, Yeah. is it marinara or is it blood? We'll find out. (laughs) Exactly, either way you're getting COVID. Yeah, um, (laughs) will not be going, I don't think. For the past. Uh, In other news, Simone Biles pulled out of the women's gymnastics team final competition yesterday, citing her mental health. Biles made this courageous decision to pull out after her first vault when she twisted one and a half times in the air instead of doing the two and a half twists that she had planned. The Russian team was able to win gold after Biles withdrew, and in a press conference, she said this. It's been a long week. It's been a long Olympic process. It's been a long year, and I think we're just a little bit too stressed out, um, but we should be out here having fun, and sometimes 
that's not the case. Yeah, and other athletes have also spoken up recently about mental health, including Naomi Osaka, who withdrew from the French Open earlier this summer after she spoke publicly about her experiences with depression and anxiety. Biles' teammates rallied around her and dedicated the silver medal that they won to her. She has yet to announce whether she will compete in her individual events later this week, the first of which is tomorrow. A combination of extremely 2021 factors is causing jet fuel shortages at some small airports in the western U.S. Those factors included post-vaccination travel boom, plus high demand for jet fuel in planes that help fight widespread wildfires. Fuel refiners are giving the firefighting planes priority, reflecting a deep-seated, pro-tree, anti-vacation bias. The scarcity has caused airlines to urge the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission to boost jet fuel shipments or else they will be forced to cancel flights. Mm. Jet fuel delays may even spread past the West, according to American Airlines, who said it may add stops to certain routes to conserve fuel. Uh, well... You know, just stay home. All right. <laughs> one of a kind Wu-Tang Clan album, Once Upon a Time in Shaolin, has a new owner who hopefully has been able to treat it with handy wipes, sage, and garlic for warding <laughs> off vampire spirits. The album was previously owned by Pharma Bro and Little Boy after five minutes on the beats from old yes. Martin Shkreli. <laughs> But it was seized by the U.S. government and has now been sold to pay off Shkreli's debts. Mm. Shkreli is the worst last name on the record. It sounds like the ugliest Muppet. Shkreli (laughs) is most famous for raising the price of the life-saving HIV and cancer drug Daraprim by 5,000% in 2015. But his deep cuts include being convicted of securities fraud in 2017 and sentenced to seven years in prison in 2018. Mm. That sentencing also saddled Shkreli with a debt of $7.4 million to the U.S. government. With the government's sale of this album, which he bought for $2 million in 2015, that debt has officially been paid off. The terms of the contract for owning the Wu-Tang album say it can't be released to the public until the year 2103. (laughs) Very specific. Cannot wait. As for who just got access to the 36 Chambers, the identity of the album's new owner isn't public and neither is the sale price. They didn't sell it. They didn't sell it. The sale didn't happen. Yeah, there's no world. It didn't. No, there's no didn't. world where it was sold. It objectively is in the Library of Congress. And, uh, you know, that's where it belongs. That's where it belongs. Who in the government knows how to sell that? Right. Where'd they put that? eBay? <laughs> yeah, for millions of dollars. <laughs> I'm incredulous. Friyanka, now that you're part of the Watt Squad, let people know when you're going to be joining every week and where they can find you online as well. Yes, I will be here every Friday. So I hope all of you listening will be too. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, all the things at P-R-I-A-R-I-B-I. Yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> those are the headlines. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, come at me, haters, and tell your friends to listen. <laughs> and if you're into reading and not just track listings of secret Wu-Tang albums like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and take, take the, the mask and the, the cannoli. cannoli. Why not? Imagine how much more cannoli you could eat later in the future if you took the mask. Just saying. Be better, be best, you know? Exactly. Exactly right. <laughs> What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun and Jazzy Marine are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran, Akila Hughes, and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. Hold up. 
As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. Shop chef-quality pots and pans at madeincookware.com. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Nike, Walmart, and Zappos. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you can get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.